only hurt watch. <clears throat> One thing we learned in Bible school is time management. The other students learned it. <laughs> it's always a blessing to be here. You know, a lot of places you go to, I just preached in Washington, a church I've never been to before, and there's a lot of nervousness that goes with uh, going to a place you've never been with a lot of people you don't know, and you just don't know what kind of whack jobs are out there listening. And uh, there's some goofy people in the world. And it's always nice to come here because I know we're of like faith and practice. And uh, that's always comforting. That gives you a lot more ease to, you know, preach what God has and not worry about people being this way or that way. And it's, uh, it's just a blessing to come here. I hope to be a blessing this week to you. You guys are always a blessing to us. So we always get refreshed when we're here because we're around friends and family and you know, it's just a, a place where we feel loved and we feel included. And that's, that's huge for a visiting preacher. And I appreciate the new vehicle out there, that Sequoia. That's really nice to have that. I know who used the last. I turned it on, man, the rock station blaring. I was like, wow, who was in here last? Oh, it was Brother Gene. Oh, that's right. It's like, man, punk rock, who's listening to that? So... Uh, anyway, take your Bibles, turn to Habakkuk chapter 2. You always wonder what to bring, what to preach, what to teach when you go to a church conference, a Bible preaching conference. A lot of times they'll have a theme and a pastor will say, here's the theme of the week and this is what we want you to preach along those lines. And then it wasn't a theme given and so you, you pray about, Lord, what would you have me to bring? What would you have me to teach? What would you have me to do so that it's it's, you know, what you need, it's what God wants uh, from us today. And we're going to start with one verse here. And in Habakkuk chapter 2, if you look with me down here in verse 4, it's a familiar verse, it says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. You know, I want to talk a little bit this morning to you about the faithfulness of God. <clears throat> You know, when you think about the attributes of God, his, without his faithfulness, what would the rest of those attributes mean? If he was only omnipotent part of the time, or omniscient part of the time, or his grace applied part of the time, or his mercy part of the time, but God is faithful all of the time in all of the other attributes that God has as well. And what, what, would his, what would he amount to if he was not faithful one time? What kind of God would we be serving? Was that the kind of God you'd like to serve? Is it okay if your spouse is faithful or unfaithful rather just one time? Well, no, that doesn't work, does it? We expect faithfulness in lots of areas of our lives. God expects faithfulness from, him, from us. We, we should expect the same faithfulness from him, amen. I mean, that's who part of his his makeup is, and the greatness of God is the faithfulness that he has toward his people. Now, look with me over here in Deuteronomy chapter seven. Deuteronomy chapter seven. <clears throat> now, look what it says here in verse nine. It says, "Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God." which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God's faithfulness and God's love are tied together hand in hand. 
God is faithful and God loves us. What a blessing to wake up every morning and know that God is still faithful and God still loves me in spite of me. God tests our faith that we might trust His faithfulness. There's a lot of things that God brings in our life. You know, this morning, right before prayer, Brother Demlo was, I'm not going to step on that. He had some news and he's like, I was kind of shocked, but this is what we were praying for, right? We, we get shocked because God is faithful. I, well, it ought to be, it, that ought to be a natural part of our, uh, of our Christian walk is understanding that God has always been faithful. I look back through my life since God saved me, and I can't see any time that God was unfaithful. I see many times where I was unfaithful. But God was always there. God is the rock. The Bible says over and over, He is the rock of my salvation, doesn't it? What a blessing that is. You know, Spurgeon says that we must be tried or we cannot magnify the faithful God who will not leave His people. How many times have we sang the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness? But do you really believe it when you sing it? Do you really believe that? Well, you see in, in people in dark time when the bottom falls out, you find out exactly what you believe then. Oh, it's easy to come in here and sing about it. It's easy to weep about it here and pray about it and oh, hallelujah about it. But let me tell you, when you're out there and things get dark and things get, get bad and, you know, I, I, we've seen a lot of dying lately, a lot of tears, a lot of weeping, is your faith still intact then that God is still doing what God promised to do? <clears throat> well, He is. He's always faithful. But what about us? Webster defines faithfulness as firm in adherence to promises or an observance of duty Faithfulness is God's attribute of utter dependability. Utter dependability. The antithesis of everything fickle or fluctuating. Now listen, we live in a day where everything is fickle and fluctuating. We live in a day where truth is what you feel about something. It has nothing to do with facts. If you feel that way, brother, that must be the truth. That's the way the world leans today, doesn't it? If you identify as uh, uh, whatever, well, that's a whole, I don't want to get too far off this, but the other day I went to the bank and said, hey, I identify as a millionaire and I want my money. And they're like, well, you're a fruitcake, get out. I said, well, how does this work? It's how I identify. Well, it doesn't matter what you identify or what you think. It matters what the truth is. And God's truth is still faithful today. It still stands today. It doesn't change because of you or I. It's the Word of God. It's forever. It is not fickle. It is not fluctuating. When God says, thus saith the Lord, He means forever, thus saith the Lord. That does not fluctuate because God is faithful. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be awesome when husbands and wives said their vows if there was never any fickleness or fluctuation in that, wouldn't that be awesome if that faithfulness was like God's? There would never be any troubles, would there? Brother Caleb's smiling. He's like, ah, I'm not saying a thing. <laughs> oh, man. How many people do you know that are faithful to God the way God expects us to be faithful? You know, we look around and say, oh, Brother Humphrey's been faithful for 
you know, 50 years of ministry. Brother Dimmel has been faithful. And Brother Girth, they've been faithful. They've been faithful. Really, what are we saying when we say that? All we're really saying is those guys have been in attendance, right? Faithfulness, by definition, means they've never been fickle and they've never fluctuated from anything the Word of God teaches. Well, don't put me in that category. Put those guys in that category. Because uh, I have been fickle. Right? There's things that God says about my finances that I've not done right. That means I've been fickle or I've fluctuated. I've not been faithful to those things. Right? I mean, that's just the honest truth of it, isn't it? There's times when we do stupid stuff. We have fluctuated from the Word of God. We've not been faithful. God wants us to be faithful. But how many people do you know are faithful according to God's standard? <clears throat> how many? I mean, we like to consider ourselves faithful, don't we? I, I do. How many people do you know who do exactly what they say every single time? Man, it's quiet. Let me rephrase it for you. How many people do you know who do exactly what they say every single time and do it with such thoroughness and perfection that you never have to worry about anything they ever say or do? No one? Well, let's put it this way. How many people do you know who, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how they feel, will always do exactly what they say they will do every single time and do it with the same thoroughness and perfection that you never have to worry about anything they say or do because you know if they say it, they will definitely do it without fail. <clears throat> Pretty quiet. Used to, you go to a man and say, I'll buy that horse, give you, give you 25 bucks, and you shook hands, <clears throat> and that was your faithfulness. You were saying, I will pay you the 25 bucks for that horse. You know, a handshake today doesn't mean a whole lot. In business, try to do a multi-billion dollar deal with a handshake. You can't hardly make it stick with a contract this thick because men are not faithful. Men are unfaithful. God is faithful. God's faithful means to me that His truth, everything He says and He does, He will perform it to the last bit of His perfection. Nothing will go undone that God promises me. When God says the just shall live by faith, that's what He means. But not by my faith, by His faith. I can, I can trust in the faithfulness of God to do what He says He will do. God said He'll never leave me nor forsake me. But you know, there's times in your life when you start slipping into that little bit of depression like David did, where you start wondering if there's any, you know, if God's still there. Is He still listening? Does God still know what I'm going through? Why is God allowing this to happen in my life? Why am I at this point? God knows. Sometimes it's just how God has to grow you in your faith, right? I think it was Brother Gene years ago that said a faith not tested is a faith not trusted. You've got to test it at some point to see just exactly where it is. But you know, when I test God's faith, I find it's 100% reliable 100% of the time. I find that everything around me changes, but God changes not. <clears throat> Schaefer said, he not only advances and confirms that which is true, but in faithfulness abides by his promises and executes every threat or warning 
he has made. He says what he means, and he means what he says, and therefore does everything he says he will do. What people forget about God is he's faithful in love. He's also faithful in wrath. He is faithful in judgment. And this is what the world needs to hear, that they will be judged for their sins. God is faithful to judge those things that he said he will judge. We live in a world that wants to preach the love of God and the goodness of God and the grace and the mercy of God, but not the faithfulness of the judgment of God. When you go to people and present Jesus Christ, listen, there has to be the entire faithfulness of God in all the attributes of who God is. You can't separate the judgment of God from the love of God. They go hand in hand. And what's happened with the people today, I believe they need rattled a little bit to their core that God will be faithful to judge them in their sins when that day comes. Has to be. And out of a heart of love, we should let them know that before it's too late. Doesn't matter how faithful you think you've been, God is faithful to perform all that He says He will do. 100% of the time. Not one person slides past God. Think about the billions of souls that have come into this world and left this world, and not one of those souls has gotten around God. They all go by God. They go through God because they're of God. God is their maker. <clears throat> and He is faithful. Thomas Manton, he says this, that in all ages God ever showed Himself a true God and faithful in all His promises. God's faithfulness relates to some promise wherein He hath engaged Himself to His people. Well, look what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11. It says, through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. <clears throat> Listen, this seems like, a, you know the story, but it seems like an impossible deal, doesn't it? She's way past the age of time to have babies, and she does. Because Sarah, Sarah said she judged God faithful. He would do what he said because God is unchangeable in his nature. He must fulfill that which he has said. When you look back in Hebrews chapter, chapter 6 and verse 17, it says, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. <clears throat> you know, the one thing, how many of you were excited when you got saved? You know, listen, I was, I was a puddle of water when I got saved. You know, the, the, the big, tough, military, and I was just blubbering through this thing. When God got a hold of me and broke me about my sin, and I saw myself as God saw me, I was ashamed to the very last cell in my being. 
and I repented and trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, it changed my life forever. But from that day on, I have trusted God. That what God has done in me and through me in Jesus Christ will not be undone by anything or anybody because God has steadfastly held me from that day to this day. Because He is faithful. I can't undo that. In my unfaithfulness, I can't be unsaved. Praise God for that. Praise God for His faithfulness. I get up every morning, it doesn't matter who, what I've done, you know, how bad I've been, I'm still saved because of what God did. He's a sure anchor. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm thankful for God's faithfulness. I don't put a lot of faith in, in too many men and their faithfulness. I've been burned in my life quite a bit by what people have said, I'll do this, and they didn't do it. You ever been burned? You ever been, uh, <laughs> you ever flown Alaska Airlines? <laughs> Brother Dimbo's like, oh, I've been burned. <laughs> They give you those little coupons, brother, and you got to enter all the codes. <laughs> but you know what? With God, He's faithful. It doesn't matter what you pay in this life or how rich you are. You can go to some of the best car dealerships and still get burned. They're unfaithful. They take your money, and then they don't cover what you bought. They're not faithful. God's faithful. What God promised me, He has done. And the older I get, and I don't know how, to, I don't know how you share this with people, brother, because Brother Humphrey, you know, he's getting older. Brother Griff's getting older. But you know what? I know personally, as I get older, I get more comfortable with my God. I do. I get less comfortable with the world and human beings around me. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that I've, I'm, you know, I'm pushing 60. It's something about pushing 60, you start seeing a different window. <laughs> right? You start looking. Is that right, brother? You start looking at things a little different and go, you know, maybe all this garbage isn't as important as I once thought it was when I was 35. I trust more in what God is trying to do, and I'm more flexible than I used to be. You know, it used to be when I prayed about something, I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd make it happen. <laughs> right? And then praise God because it happened. Well, <clears throat> God's faithful, and God will give us exactly what we need. And we tend to start letting go of what the world, you know, the things of the world, because they're unfaithful. You know, God is faithful. And one of these days, I'm going to step off this earth into his faithful arms, into, the, into his, his faithful eternity. And what a blessing that's going to be. Our hope lies within that. You know, if we didn't have that, what would we have this morning? What, what would you cling to if you didn't have God and the truth of God? We, look what it says in Psalm 18 and 30. See if you can make some sense of this. Psalm 18 and 30. These are all familiar verses too. It's not like you're finding any new revelation here this morning, but I hope it would encourage you if you're feeling a little bit down about something in your life or whatever it might be, you know. I remember a young lady that came to our church years ago. Her and a young man, I remember on a Wednesday night, her just wailing and bawling because they didn't have any children. And they thought maybe it was too late to have children. And I said, look, if God wants you to have children, he's going to give you children. God is faithful. And you know, it wasn't a couple months later she came in and she was pregnant. They have six kids now. Drew and Jenny. You know, God's promises, you can, you can cling to those things, right? Look what it says here in the 18th, in the 18th Psalm down in verse 30. It says, as for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. 
Well, most of you know what a buckler is. A buckler is a, it's a small shield. You know, he's a buckler. He's a shield to protect me and watch over me and get me through this life from my own stupidity. That's what God does. <clears throat> he's faithful in that. <clears throat> well, if you're not persuaded of the faithfulness of God, how far can you go in serving God? You know, listen, if, if Noah wasn't, didn't believe in the faithfulness of God, he'd have never left here and flown to a foreign country in a hostile environment to serve God if God wasn't faithful to watch over and protect that man and his wife and his children in that environment. Yeah. That's what clinging to the faithfulness of God does. When I, when I trust in God's faith, I can go to somebody I don't know and say, look, God loves you and you've got to be saved. He's faithful to save you. It's not me doing that. That's God promising if I, if I preach the word of God, it will not return void unto him. Not me. It's not about me. It's about God and the faithfulness and what he has done for us throughout the ages in Jesus Christ. Amen? All of these things. What a blessing it is to come into a warm church building because he's faithful. It took a faithful tithe. And where did the tithe come from? His faithfulness to give us employment. What you write it, it just goes right down to every last thing we have that God is faithful in. We don't always get everything we want, but He is faithful. <laughs> you know, it, it amazes me that people will look at church folk and go, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And why don't you do this? And you try to explain to them, well, I prayed about this, and this is what God gave me. And they look at you like you're crazy. They do. People ask me all the time, why don't you get all those vehicles by one good vehicle? I said, well, because I prayed about these vehicles that God gave them to me. And, and other people don't understand that, but I'm, I'm happy with what God gives me. I used to not be in my lost state. I wanted this and I wanted that and I wanted it. I, don't, I, I just don't want that anymore. And I hope I can come across to you that when you cling to the faithfulness of God and quit clinging to you, see what God will bring into your life. What God will elevate in your life because He is faithful. Sarah walked all those years trusting that God was going to give her a child, but it was a lot of time, wasn't it? It wasn't a month or two or three. It was a lot of years. But God was still faithful in the end. He's a shield. He's a buckler. He watches over His children. We need to understand that without God's faithfulness, how could we trust in His preservation? How would I know that He can maintain me and keep me saved if I can't trust in the faithfulness of God? Well, think about the preservation of, of the kingdom of God or, or His church. or his, He preserves this church. He's faithful to do that. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do you believe that or not? He is faithful to His church, but it's usually the people in the church, right? The members of that church that cause the problem, not God. It's their unfaithfulness, not God's. And the church splits and splits. And look at the mess the world's in today with all the churches that say they're Baptist and don't believe in. They don't even know what Bible to use. They're unfaithful. But God is faithful. He said, I'll preserve my word. He did it. Do you believe it? I do. I've never had to change it. I keep using the same one because God is faithful. Yeah. And I travel around and I see people dabbling with other versions and I go, that's unfaithful. Don't do that. 
it leads to other areas where you're really not trusting God for these things. God stands. God's kingdom can't be moved. When everything else in the world is shaken, I don't have to worry about the kingdom of God. Because He holds it. He's faithful to hold it. <clears throat> but when you look around this world, man, it's changing. It's crumbling. The ungodliness, the unfaithfulness, it's unbelievable out there, even in Christendom. I mean, how many people used to sit in these pews that aren't here anymore? Where are they at? It's unfaithfulness is all it is. If not lostness, outright. It's unfaithfulness at the very minimum, isn't it? What is it you will be faithful to? Well, we got lots of things we will be. But listen, God says, you better be faithful to me first. Put, put Jesus Christ first, and God first, and the kingdom of God, and the church of God, and the things of God. Let, let the rest of that stuff sort itself out. God desires the faithful people. You know, many, many disorders, many problems come upon God's churches. <clears throat> but we can trust in the faith of God that He built it and He'll keep it going. We just need to keep doing what we need to do. We need to get in there and get to work. Get busy. You know, it's, it's amazing. I don't know, Brother, Brother Demlo talks about my ability to go visit with people and just talk to people. I don't know, it's a natural ability. I, you know, God gives gifts. It's, it's not something that, it just comes natural for me. I don't know. I was at the church meeting in Washington, and I just trust God. You know, I'm there, and we're having a meeting, and uh, I see people, and I say, hey, we're having a meeting down the road. You ought to come and visit. There's a great preacher. And I'm like, oh, really? It's like, oh, man, it's just great stuff going on. We had all kinds of good preachers there. Man, there was, some, there, there was a couple of preachers there. I thought the paint was going to start melting down. I mean, it, it was good stuff. And, and I met two or three people at Lowe's. One lady thought I worked there because I was helping some old man get apart, helping the, you know. And it, just trying to be faithful wherever you are. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you what a great guy I am. I'm just telling you, wherever you're at, be faithful. If you're at work, be faithful. What's that mean? It means open your mouth. Be bold. God will perform what God has said He'll do, but not if you don't open your mouth. I, when I flew down to Arizona to see, you know, my friend Ron Edwards and, you know, what are you, what are you willing to do for your dying friends? What's it about? It's not about what you can get on this earth. It's about what we can take into eternity with us. And there's no greater joy than taking souls with you into eternity. None. There is no more joyful time than when you have your hands and leading somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is. You'll find that when you start doing that, it becomes addictive. It really does. It, it, because it's, it's, it's a... It's almost like a rush you, you get that God gives because you're a part of that. You see God working, and it really confirms the faithfulness of God to do what God says He'll do. You sit down what seems to be a mundane Bible study, and somebody gets saved. The next thing you know, they surrender to preach. The next thing you know, they're in Lebanon, and you go, man, it was great being a part of that. Our faithfulness, God's faithfulness, the faithfulness of the church to just keep doing what it needs to be doing while the world falls away. It's because it's going to get worse, isn't it? You see this getting worse. They're going to get worse and worse. God is going to be the same. He's immutable. He cannot lie and He cannot change. He, he, he's the same today, tomorrow, forever, isn't He? But discouragements come. <clears throat> and discouragements are a lot of time what cause us to doubt the faithfulness of God. Why is God doing this? Why, why, why? 
You know, instead of asking why all the time, why don't we ask what? What is God trying to do here? How is God trying to make me more faithful than I am? Because discouragements are coming, aren't they, folks? If you haven't had a discouragement lately, then just get ready. That's part of life. That's life. <clears throat> God's not going to fail us. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 3. In verse 3, it says, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. God will establish us if we're faithful to be established. You don't have to be. You understand that with your free will, you don't have to be anything you don't want to be, do you? God's desire is that we be established, that we be stable. Man, we live in instability, don't we? People are not stable anymore. Stable. What do I mean? Stable. I see the same people on Sunday morning. I see on Wednesday night. I see on right. Stable. Stable. Dad's at home at the dinner table every night when he's supposed to be. Stable. God wants us to be stable. Established. Standing. For Him always. What else does He say there? And keep you from evil? Hey, I'll take that. Right? I don't need any more evil than we've already got living around us or next door. It's everywhere, folks, isn't it? It's all around us. We can't help but, but see it wherever you go unless you just live in a shell. Evil's all around us. The devil's trying to destroy us. If he can destroy me, he can destroy a church. If he can destroy a church, he can destroy a community. But we stay established. We stay stable. We, we have our faith in the Lord that God will protect us and watch over us because He is faithful. He's faithful to do that. I've been a member of Plaque Road since back in the 90s, mid-90s. Here we are, still here. God's still faithful. But some of the people that were here when I came those years ago, they're not. You know, they left, they went to other churches, and they're, not in church, they're not even in churches anymore. They're, they're gone, but God is still here. God has promised not only to give us that eternity and that final reward and to watch over and keep us, but God will not fail us as long as we walk this earth. Which might not be too much longer the way things are going. I don't know. Um, <laughs> rapture might be here pretty quick, huh? You know, just when you think it can't get any worse, it does, doesn't it? I, I, I see where this year is the first time ever they're using transgender men to be representatives of uh, National Women Appreciation Month. So... How bad's the country got to get before, you know, God finally says enough's enough. Sodom and Gomorrah, we're not too far from that. You know, those men were walking around town knocking on doors saying, bring them out so we may know them. We're not too far from that in America, I don't think. But God's still faithful to watch over and keep us even in that. God saw us through COVID-19, didn't He? Right? I mean, hey, honest, I was rattled in the beginning. Uh, man, this thing was killing it. They made it sound it was going to kill everybody that caught it, didn't they? And I was a little... little. Uh, and, and then I said, hey, you know what? God does not give us a spirit of fear. That's not God. God is faithful. And then I caught the COVID. And Brother Demlo was at the other end of the camper. 
I'm at the other end shivering and shaking and got the fever. And I, I took off and left them because so, he didn't follow me home. He went fishing. I went home because I thought I was dying, but he went fishing. That's, that's what you expect from a fishing buddy. Sorry you're dying, man. <laughs> I'll let you know how it went. <laughs> and uh, I got home and had that COVID. I thought, man, I got this COVID. And then the temperature, right? You know, the 105 degrees and delirious. And after a time, I thought, man, this thing's going to kill me. This, this might just be the end of it. But you know, <clears throat> God was at the other end of that. If it had killed me, I'd have just stepped off here and not worried about it anymore. Right? People in a panic over COVID. Isn't it funny? A couple years have gone by and you still see people in their vehicles with their mask on by themselves. I seen a guy riding down the road on his bicycle with a mask on. And I'm like, you know, if you don't have God, that's what it leads to. God said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. You know what that means? If I get cancer, God's going to be right there with me because he's faithful. He doesn't say I won't get cancer, but he says I'll be faithful to watch over you to the end if you do get cancer. Man, there's hope in that. There's strength in that. It keeps me going every day when I see, when I look at the news and people say, oh, and they're in a panic. I go, you know, God's not in a panic. God knows what's happening tomorrow. God saw the, listen, God will see us through those rough spots in our family lives, those rough times in our church lives if we're just faithful. Just stay faithful. He's faithful. What a blessing that is. William Hendrickson, he observed, he said that divine faithfulness is a wonderful comfort to those who are loyal. It is a very earnest warning for those who might be inclined to become disloyal. What's it say over here in Hebrews chapter 10? Hebrews chapter 10. And verse 23. It says, Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. What a blessing that is. Forgiveness is rooted in God's faithfulness. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, isn't He? You know, do you have friends that won't forgive you? Oh yeah, I've had a few of those. They just uh, spout off in anger and leave, and that's the end of your relationship with them. They have no forgiveness and because they're not faithful. They won't follow the principles of the Bible when someone comes and repents and asks forgiveness. But the Bible says... <clears throat> Right? When we ask God, if we repent of our sins, He's faithful. Our Father in Heaven's faithful to forgive us our sins. And we can start anew right now today, can't we? All I have to do is get on my knees and say, God, I'm, I'm sorry for what I've done. I repent in dust and ashes. And God says, you're forgiven. I'm going to throw that away because I'm faithful. We can continue our walk together. And off we go again. Wouldn't it be a blessing if the people around us had the same attitude? Listen, it would be. As a child of God, we've got victory over a lot of these things. We just stay faithful. Does it work on your mind? Does it work on your spirit when you have really close friends or close companions or church people and they they turn, right? In unfaithfulness, they decide to do something different and they they start bringing the grief to you like it's your fault, like you're part of what's going on there. You know, 
You just got to be faithful to the Lord and let those people go sometimes. You, 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 can't, you can't turn your back on God for the sake of the ungodly. You need to be faithful to God. Yeah, it's heartbreaking when you have friends that are dying and going to hell in their sins or family members, but that's a choice they make. We need to be faithful to share the gospel with them, but they've got to make their choices and then they have to live with their choices, don't they? Not, not, with, the, not with the old I told you so attitude, with a, a, a broken heart and an attitude of love. You just need to be faithful. And that's hard to do. Listen, Christian work is not easy to do. It's not. You know, I don't remember before I got saved. I'll bet I, I'll bet I didn't cry in my life too many times after the age of 12. Because we got whooped when we did. Right? Big boys don't cry, you get whooped. Right? Sissies cry. And after I got saved, you know, man, Lord broke my heart in the weeping. And it's the brokenness for people around me. I look at their lives and I see what they could have. And they don't want because they think they have something better. They think that there's something better than a faithful God. And God in His faithfulness has reached out to save us. And they're not temporary. It's permanent. It's eternal. I mean, what a, what a blessing that is that you know, God's faithfulness assures us that because Jesus Christ is God, His faithfulness is the same as God's, isn't it? And the Holy Spirit's faithfulness is the same because it's of God, because of that divinity. What a blessing it is to know what Jesus Christ says He is faithful to do. That He was faithful to go to the cross when I probably wouldn't. I'd probably look at you guys and go, I don't think so. Nope, not happening. Maybe for my own, but for the rest of the world, for that guy? No, but God was faithful. He went to the cross for me. He looked down and saw me and said, I'm going anyway. He saw you and said, I'm going to the cross anyway. I'm going to die and shed my blood for you because he's faithful. Who, who else on this earth has ever been that faithful? No one that I can think of. He's the faithful one. Go to the book of Revelation and see how many times it talks about Jesus Christ, the faithful one. Over and over it talks about how faithful He is. He's faithful as our high priest. He's faithful as a witness. <clears throat> the blessed assurance that we have because of His faithfulness. <clears throat> Aren't we all supposed to be a walking testimony of the faithfulness of God? I mean, really think about this completely through and it's purity. I'm not saying it's reality. <laughs> I'm saying it's purity. God's faithfulness that leads to our salvation should lead to our faithfulness, right? Which is a testimony to His faithfulness. That's how it should work. People should look at you and go, man, God is faithful. They should be able to look at your life and all the things that go in your life, the ups and downs, and go, man, He's faithful because God's faithful and vice versa. Yeah. But how many lives really reflect that in the real world? How many people really look at us and go, God is faithful? I hope that's what they see when they look at me. I hope they see faithfulness when they look at you. They say, well, I've known these guys for 10, 15 years. They're faithful. That's a, that's a great testimony, isn't it? And when somebody comes to you and says, man, you know, I've known you a long time. You seem really faithful. Well, you ought to tell them it's because I serve a faithful God. Yeah. God has brought me all this way in this journey because of His faithfulness. Because of what He does, I can continue to do what He has commanded me to do 
because he's promised to be faithful. <clears throat> I, I don't know about you guys. When I go to sleep at night, I don't, I don't normally have a bunch of worries and things. And, you know, I just I kind of go to sleep because I usually get alone with God and say, well, God, you said this is your problem. So uh, you take it. I'm going to sleep <laughs> because God is faithful. I don't lay there and worry about dying in my sleep. Do you? Do you lay down and worry about dying in your sleep? Brother Gert's like, oh, you know. <laughs> he is three quarters of a century old, you know. So there may be some concern, but, <clears throat> you know, sometimes we, we wonder. How many of you ever had skipped heartbeats? I mean, how many of you know? So there's a couple people that know, have had skipped, and you feel them, don't you? Have you ever felt like, uh-oh, it's a big one, Elizabeth. You ever felt like that? Oh, Red Fox always like, ah, Elizabeth, I'm coming home. Well, we're all going home, aren't we? It's just we think we're going to go home on our terms, don't we? God is faithful. When I do leave, whether it's the way I want to or the way I don't want to, I really don't want to get hit by a bus. <laughs> that may be how God takes me home. I don't know. It might be my brother Ledger running over me because he didn't see me <clears throat> because he runs over lots of stuff. <clears throat> but God's faithful. I know in the end, no matter how this ends, I'm going to be with God for all of eternity because I was faithful to repent and trust in what He did in His faithfulness in Jesus Christ. And I look around, I see people that go, oh, that's just not for me. It's just heart-wrenching to me. It's heartbreaking. Why would you not want to go to heaven? Why would you want to be tormented in hell's fire for all of eternity? Listen, God's faithful in His judgment too. All these good things we like to attach to, but don't forget, God is faithful in His judgment. God is faithful in His punishments. I've been preaching through the book of Revelation for the last six months, and I don't, I don't think we're going to be done in that for another year or so, but the more I read in the book of Revelation, if I was reading that as a lost person, I would hope that that would scare me enough that I'd get saved right then and there. For all of eternity, paying for the sins that you committed against the holy God. He's faithful. He's going to carry those things out. They're going to be done. Are you faithful? Are we being as faithful as we could be? You know, I, I, I'll, I'll just close up. I'll just shut up here for a minute, which is hard to do. But last night, I told Anita we were talking about devotions and about what that means to us. You know, we, we get, we're getting old we get up in the morning, we get our coffee, and we do our, you know, it's like, you, you always wonder about old people, and then you become old people. And uh, we get more regimented in what we do, but we find that we enjoy spending more time reading our Bibles than shoveling snow. We just want to stay and keep reading and, and studying and teaching. We both have a lot of discipleship classes going on. I'd rather do that than be doing anything else. All that other stuff is just uh, background noise to life is what it is. It's stuff that you have to do. But the older I get and the more I know that I'm going to... Listen, every day gone is a day closer I am to the Lord. It just seems like it becomes easier for me to want to stay on that side of things than this side of things. Does that, does that make sense to you? In my youth, you run and gun and you hunt and you fish and you, you just do all this stuff. And, and this is something that you try to... Make sure you get done in the week. Make sure you make it to church and read your Bible. And, and it's not really what you desire to do as much. But the older you get, you start trying to draw nigh more to God because I think you see that gap closing. 
And knowing that He's faithful, He's going to come and get me one day. I'm going to go to be with Him one day. What a blessing that's going to be. But if you're not saved, this doesn't mean anything to you. But you can, I can still assure you, His faithfulness will matter to you in the end because He's faithful in His judgments. He's going to judge you for your sin. But if you're a Christian, you need to be faithful to Him because the just shall live by faith. It ought to show outward in your testimony that you're faithful to God because He is faithful to us. Amen? I don't know. We got, we're about there with time. Her watch doesn't have numbers. It's not digital, brother. I can't read it. We good? Any questions?